Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and the leading producer of quality fertilizer products. This podcast is intended to facilitate the transfer of knowledge for farmers and crop advisors, improving farm profitability and environmental sustainability. Grow the Future with Yara. Hello and welcome. I'm Ken Rundle and with me today is Natalie Wood, Yara's country arable agronomist. In our previous podcast, we heard from New Zealand and a world record-breaking farmer for whom conditions proved perfect for his wheat crop. Well, that's hardly the case with this year's UK harvest. But nevertheless, Natalie, let's begin with our South Island farmer and anything you picked up from his interview that's worth thinking about on this side of the world. Yeah, so obviously this year we can probably write off and just try and forget about 2020, but we can take some things from there. So in terms of soil testing, and particularly he mentioned tissue testing, um, which we obviously do do in the UK, but he he went into it in some great detail. Um, And then also the use of micronutrients and then some of the, the variable rate that he mentioned as well. It was real attention to detail, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. So let's start with the soil testing then. Obviously, soil testing gives you information on several aspects of your particular soil sample that you've sent in, um, chemical, physical and biological. And without knowing your soils, you can't really manage them as um, as they're required um, without some basic information first. So the basic soil test will give you the texture um, as well as the pK, magnesium and pH. And that's obviously somewhat useful. However, a broad spectrum analysis will give you all the nutrients, the cation exchange capacity, pH and the liming requirements. So if you are trying to get that attention to detail, then looking to improve management. If you do that broad spectrum soil analysis, it's a good place to start because you're getting a full picture of everything. And obviously this time of year is great because you're still on the stubbles and you can get on easily, get that sample sent off and away. And it's it's off the list of things to do then. And it's true to say that with changing climate, with heavy rainfall or with dry periods, some of these levels like lime, for instance, can change over the years, particularly, you know, what our fathers faced is not the case now. No, um, certainly not. And particularly if we think of pH, then that is really uh, rather important because the pH affects the availability of certain nutrients within the soil. Um, So if you've not got the basic pH right in the first place, then even if you're putting on the correct things, they might not be available to that crop just because that pH is locking them up or precipitating them out. So yeah, pH is one of the basic things, but really, really key to get sorted first. And talking to a colleague of yours, he was stressing, don't be afraid to dig into the soil with a spade and and get to look at its structure as well. Yes, yeah, certainly. It's as much as you can find out about your soils, the better really, because it helps you then with the management of them. and, And obviously, there's different practices for different types of soil and you should know them as as you would the back of your hand really. The soil sampling gives you the basics. How useful is it to test the cereals, the grain at this time of year? Um, Yeah so grain analysis is actually quite a useful tool because it means you can look back at your nutrient strategy and see whether it's been a success. Um, It gives you accurate offtake values, which you can use for calculating your future fertilizer requirements, um, rather than relying on perhaps the the book value standards from RB209, for example. Um, And as I mentioned, it's it's a good way for identifying any shortfall of nutrition during the season that could have impacted upon the yields. It's almost like a time capsule. Yes, almost, yes. Um, And we have guidelines and critical values to which your results can be compared so that you can see 
anything that was potentially deficient and then alter your strategy for the, the coming season. How easy is it to do? Very easy. Um, all you need to do is get about 300 to 500 grams of um, grain, pop it in the post over to Landcrop with, with obviously the uh, name address on there. And that's pretty much it, really. Um, and then you'll just wait to hear back from the results. And does it matter what stage the grain's at? If it's gone through the dryer and so on, is that going to affect things? Does it come, have to be off the combine or can it be much later? Um, it can be off the combine or it can be out of the grain shed. I would imagine um, from the combine is probably better, but um, from the grain shed is still fine. It, it will re- retain those nutrients within that grain. I suppose you could call grain sampling part of tissue sampling. How did the two fit together? Yeah, so what you want to do is build up with soil as well a whole picture of, of the year. So you have your soil at the start, obviously, to, to show you what potential issues could come up. You have the tissue in the middle to show you what's wrong with the plant or what could potentially be deficient in the plant at that time. And then you've got the grain analysis to show you overall how your strategy worked. Did you have enough of each nutrient that it made it into that grain? But the point about tissue sampling is it's, it is very much the fine tuning element. The, the big picture stuff that, that is basically down to the soils. So this really is the fine tuning element. Yeah, definitely. So as I say, soil and grain's great, but to get a real snapshot of what's going on in the plant at that time, um, then obviously you want the tissue analysis. Um, nutrient availability in the soil varies, so therefore you want to be able to analyse the plant and see exactly what the nutrient levels are, and then that enables you to perhaps rectify a deficiency or a potential deficiency um, through an application of micronutrients. Well, let's talk about rectifying. How do you respond to the figures, the feedback you get? Yeah, I mean, the first important note is to make sure you do respond. We've had people that quite often take a tissue sample but then don't do anything with the results. So it's very key to actually look at those results, see what you need to rectify um, and apply that. And Gremitrol is useful for that, is it? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, Gremitrol is one of our crop-specific products, which is a mixture of key micronutrients important for that particular crop. Um, In this case, it's magnesium, manganese, copper, zinc, and a small amount of nitrogen. Um, We've got lots of trials data. We've been carrying out trials on this product since 2015. And when it comes to the results, then the long-term average yield benefit is 0.34 tonnes per hectare from an application in both the autumn and the spring. Um, There's not only yield benefits, many have reported a healthier crop, so it's been less affected by diseases and therefore the fungicide usage has decreased and obviously then the cost too. So this idea of a healthy plant being better able to combat pests and diseases is something that we at Yara have recommended for a long time such as a a healthy person is better able to stave off illnesses, such as a cold like I've got, for example. What we suggest is doing your tissue test before those key fungicide timings and then knowing whether you need Gramatrel or a straight product and you can just pop it in the tank um, with whatever else is in there. And we do have a tank mix app, which you can have a look to see if they work well together. That brings me to one other point that we mentioned there was precision farming, and you talked about variable rates. Uh, it's obviously something that down in South Island, New Zealand, uh, that they pay a lot of attention to. Precision farming is talked about in the UK, and there are some farmers really making use of it, but, but there's others not bothering. Uh, what did you pick up from the precision farming message? Um, 
again, it's all about attention to detail, isn't it? Um, and I think particularly in the UK, because we've got so many tools that can help with particularly nitrogen. Obviously, nitrogen has that environmental implication if it's used incorrectly or if it does get into waterways. So being able to put on the crop exactly what it needs and where it needs it is ideal because you're you're going to lose less, which is good for the environment, but also good for your pocket because the, the nitrogen is going exactly where you need it to. And the point is a lot of the kit these days has all this capability built in, but it's not necessarily the case that farmers make use of it. No, I mean, there's lots of tools out there um, on the market and it is surprising really that people don't utilise it because a lot of savings can be made in terms of the amount of nitrogen that you're putting on and also in terms of what benefit you get at the end of the season when you're getting that nice even crop through that variable application of nitrogen. And a lot of it with it being based on computer programs or feeding the data into computer programs, you know, the machines look after it themselves, providing you've given them the data and the information they need. Yes. Um, and if we think of, in particular, we've got a couple of programs. We've got um, AppFarm, which is a, a web-based software where all you have to do is put your fields in, put the field boundaries in, and it will use satellite data and the algorithm that's used in the end sensor to actually do all the work for you. So pretty much you've just got to put your fields in and then it will come back with that variable nitrogen map so that you will just then plug that into your variable rate spreader and off you go. And you will notice a difference, both presumably in the crop, but also in the cost structure. Yes, um, you should do. And if we think of the end sensor, which is the tractor mounted one, then you can pretty much see a three to four percent yield benefit from use of that just through the evenness of the crop, the ability to combine more easily and just, yeah, the homogeneity of that crop. Up to now, we've tended to assume we're all speaking about grain, but oilseed rape is another crop that at least some farmers are continuing with. Any particular messages on that front? Well, I, I know that we've we've covered that with Mark's podcast a few weeks ago, but now I guess would be the time to think of Brassitrol Pro. So we mentioned Gramatrel earlier, which is the crop specific for cereals, and Brassitrol Pro is the crop specific product for um, oilseed rape. So when it's at the two to four leaf stage, that would be the ideal timing to put an application on in the autumn. And then hopefully you're going to keep that crop momentum going from establishment through to that dormancy period in the winter. Thank you, Natalie, for some key reminders there. Even if it has been an annus horribilis for arable farmers this year, they mustn't be distracted from thinking about next season. And in our next podcast, we'll be considering life in the fruit sector. So join me, Ken Rundle, in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.